0: welcome to revolutionary war rarities the podcast of the sons of the american revolution like and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast application or video application for education resources visit education.sar.org follow our podcast at fast fun history Dot com. Or to learn more about joining the Sons of the American Revolution, go to www.sar.org forward slash find your contact. And now, Revolutionary War Rarities. Declared dependence. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. Jim Maples, there is no document in American history that was more impactful than the Declaration of Independence. No document more yeah. dangerous to the people who wrote it, signed it, or even agreed with it. The Declaration of Independence was the catalyst that made us a country. Yeah. It was the document that was ultimately a declaration of war with Great Britain. And Jim, by no means were all
1: Americans in agreement with the decision to proclaim our independence from Great Britain. There were many, many Americans, British subjects, that remained loyal to the king.
0: They were ultimately known as Tories. And Jim, there were also many fence sitters or people who didn't lean heavily in one direction or the other. After much debate and study, many historians have reached a conclusion that approximately 20% of the population in America were loyalists. Now, since there was no official census until 1790, that means that the total population in 1776 had to be estimated. So the most popular estimation is that the population was around 2.5 million in 1776. So that means,
1: that it's estimated, that 500,000 people remained loyal to the crown. According to Robert Calhoun, 40-45% to 45% of Americans preferred independence, so that means that 1,125,000 Americans preferred independence and the remaining Americans
0: were noncommittal, didn't care, or just didn't express their opinion. So Jim Maples, I am a member of a Facebook group called Revolutionary War Research. One of the very active members of that group is an individual named Sandra McNamara. It turns out that Sandy descends from loyalists and has studied them Mm -hmm. quite extensively. In fact, Sandy is a published author whose articles have appeared in the Journal of the American Revolution, and it also turns out that Sandy is with us today. Sandy, it is good to see you. Thank you so much for being with us.
2: Thank you, Jim. I've enjoyed the American Revolution. The I keep calling it American Revolutionary War Rarities. I know you call your group Revolutionary War Rarities, right? And I'm happy to be with you
0: today. Thank you so much, Sandy. Um, so one of the many reasons that we wanted you with us today was to talk to us about something that I learned from you. It's a document, the opposite document from the Declaration of Independence. In fact, sadly, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, it is called the Declaration of Dependence. Now, I
1: wonder, Jim and Sandy, how many people have ever even heard of the Declaration of Dependence? It was not something that I was aware of until you, Jim Griffith, told me about it. And he said that he wasn't aware of it until Sandy, you said something to him about it. Sandy, please tell us more. What is it? Why was it written? Who wrote it? And what did it say?
2: So, Jim... The Loyalist Declaration of Independence was signed in Francis Tavern in New York City over a three-day period in November of 26th to 28th, 1776. I found out about the declaration when I was down in Francis Tavern in 2012. People from various walks of life signed this important document. Some only signed an X. They couldn't write. In fact, people from all... Pe- In fact, 547 people felt the need to travel to New York City to sign this document. It was written after the Declaration of Independence, but was written for the purpose of making it clear to King George III that there was not unanimous support for independence, and that there was, in fact, still a great number who supported the monarchy. New York was known to have the largest number of Loyalists among all of their inhabitants, Total population of New York at the time was approximately 200,000 people. Approximately 50% were loyalists. So, on November 28, 1776, the Declaration of Dependence was signed by 547 Loyalists directly to Richard and William Howe. Richard and William Howe, in August, had dealt a terrible defeat to the Colonials at the Battle of Brooklyn, Also known as the Battle of Long Island or the Battle of Wyckoff Heights, part of the Declaration dependent said, "Now give this testimony of our zeal to preserve the support of constitutional supremacy of Great Britain over the colonies, and do most ardently wish for a speedy restoration of that union between them, which, while it subsided, subsisted." prove the unfailing source of their mutual happiness and prosperity. The declaration concludes with, that so far from having given the last continence or encouragement to the most unnatural, unprovoked rebellion that ever disgraced the annuals of time, we have on the contrary steadily and uniformly opposed it in every stage of its rise and progress at the risk of our lives and fortunes. It can be found online at the New York Historical Society.
1: Well, Sandy and Jim, that is exactly what many of them lost. A quote directly from an article, 11B, Loyalist, Fence-Sitters, Patriots from U.S. History.org says, In the end, many Loyalists simply left America. About 80,000 of them fled to Canada or Britain during or just after the war. Because Loyalists were often wealthy, educated, older, and Anglican, the American social fabric was altered by their departure. Frequently, American history brands them as traitors. Most of them were just trying to maintain the lifestyle to which they had become accustomed. After all, history is always
0: written by the winners. And Sandy... What's amazing about history is that today you are a Canadian citizen because of what happened so long ago.
2: I descend from both patriot and loyalist families. Um, I, I'm curious to know or how many Americans may actually have a broken branch in their family, which would be a loyalist. In fact, I descend from some fam- founding families of Rhode Island, New York, and New Jersey and Massachusetts. In a couple of cases, their homesteads are still standing and are used as museums. I've had the fortune to see the Maybe farmhouse on the Mohawk Valley and the um, Wyckoff Museum, and I'm hoping to go to the Woolly farmhouse in Monmouth County. My loyalist ancestors, many of whom were Quakers, who ended up turning into Methodists, mostly settled along the north shore of Lake Erie in Ontario. Some were roving reverends, others were scouts and guides. One was even hung for being loyal to the crown. Their lands were confiscated and sold, so they began a new life far away from the strife they left behind. Several sat on council, helping to build what would become America's neighbor, Canada. During the War of 1812, they and their sons once again took, uh, took to arms to defend their new country from the invading Americans, many who may have been family or former friends. If you think about it, My ancestors helped to shape the laws and customs of both countries. For that, I can be truly proud.
0: And so it goes. We at the Sons of the American Revolution, and here with Revolutionary War Rarities, support the teaching of history, the well-known and the not-so-well-known history, the good things and the bad things, all of it. We all need to understand what actually happened and ultimately what that led to. A declaration of dependence? It does exist. It is currently at the New York Historic Association in New York City and was signed by 547 Loyalists. Had the war turned out differently, it could have just as easily been that those men were the extremely well-known individuals and not our current list of founding fathers. And that is yet another reason why knowing our history, good and bad, is important. So Sandy McNamara,
1: thank you for being with us today. Thank you for exposing us to something that we were not aware of. Thank you for telling us about a document that took just as much courage for those loyalists to sign as the Declaration of Independence took for our founders to sign. Thank you for your support of Revolutionary War Rarities and for helping to educate all of us today on a subject that we simply knew nothing about.
2: Jim and Jim, thank you very much for having me today, and I'm thankful for what you guys are doing. I enjoyed my time. I'm passionate about this time of history, and that is why I donated to the Window Restoration Project of the Francis Tavern. Also, I sure appreciate you guys for telling so many interesting stories that are rarely told. I'm proud to be with you today, and I'm happy to be a subscriber to the Revolutionary War Rarities podcast. I would like to take a moment to encourage listeners who are researching their families' Revolutionary War participation in history to join our Revolutionary War Research Facebook group or the Loyalist In-Depth Study Facebook group. And for more information on the Declaration of Dependence, you can simply go, uh, Google JAR Declaration of Dependence. JAR is the Journal of the American Revolution.
0: And that, my friends, is a Revolutionary War rarity. Thank you again, Sandy. I'm Jim Griffiths. And I'm Jim Maples,
1: and we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of the Sons of the American Revolution podcast, Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.